Next, I'd like to introduce. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. He's going to give a special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. Davis brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, medium, old. On all three of them, actually. Now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey! What's happening out there? What are you got going over there, Josh? Well, I, just, I, had, I had our Facebook feed going, and it popped up on me. We're good. I like it. We're good. Like it. Welcome to Big Show. It's Friday, and we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. Does it, it's feeling more like Christmas. Happy holidays. Want me to serenade you? No, you're, no. you're in bad shape right now. I'm in bad shape. You're in bad shape. I got up this morning. I set the alarm. Robin looked at me like I was absolutely out of my mind. Four o'clock, I get up. And then I go back to bed because she goes, what are you doing? And I said, I go on to Josh's show. Josh has a, his big uh, festive holiday show yeah, out yeah. at some brewery. I said, I'm going. She goes, you're going to go? I said, I'm going. So, of course, I made it downstairs, the downstairs couch, and I slept with the dogs. Nice. Went back to sleep. Then Robin comes down. I go, what, uh, what time is it? Holy crap, I got to go. Yeah. I got you did. Out. You made it out there. I got awesome. out there for the last hour. It was awesome. I got out there. Has there so ever thankful. been... Has there ever been an Ancestry.com on, on Joe Salzone's family? Because I think I met his brother today. Out of did your, you? I did. Did you? Yeah. I did. I he, know you did, actually. He was Frank Neanderthal Salzone. Yes, he was. And, and he, was, uh, he was a spitting image. He came up to you. You remember yeah, the guy I'm talking I did. about? I talked to him. He was very nice. He was very lovely. Mm-hmm. And he said he was, he was a fan for a long time. And you changed his, your show has changed his life. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot to bear. That's a lot to bear. He mm-hmm. said the show has changed his life and that uh, pretty much... That Josh was God. Thank you. That's pretty much what he said. He did. He was a big fan. Pretty much said that Josh was God. Paulie would not disagree with that assessment. Yeah, no. I didn't even come. Yeah, yeah that. Didn't. What kind of support is that for for Josh? I don't. I don't. I can't be getting up that early and then having mm. to work all night. But sometimes you got to take one for the team. Yeah, <clears throat> I've been. I've known him ten years. I'm mm. That's all right. Yeah. I, I still have to impress him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I'll never be anything in his world. Oh, so. how dare you? No, well, he I was got, invited. He has to work late tonight, so he cried about it. When I got <laughs> called to the principal's office the first time, mm-hmm. the great one, Ed yeah. Levine, uh, you know, I, I kind of got warned about being a team player. You know, you got to yeah. be a team player. I said, listen, there's no I in team, but there is an M and an E. So watch out. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I will tell you that uh, I appreciate it that you came out and thank you for showing support. And oh, please. Anything please. I can do to. For the number one show in Syracuse thank radio history? You. I'm in. But it's it's funny you bring that up, and good morning. Uh, sorry, good afternoon. See, I'm screwed up already. Um, you can get us at the text line, 288-0644, as long as we're talking cocktails. There's a, somebody out in the hallway stumbling around a little well, bit. Well, I came in here. Robin's here today. Yeah. She decided to go get uh, um, waxed or whatever she's going to do with her time. Um, she's not pre-Christmas waxing. She, a little pre- nothing wrong with a little nothing pre-Christmas, a little not prequel. No, not at all. I like it. Yeah. Um, but uh, Trim the Larry tree. Dickman, trim yeah. the tree. Trim the tree, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Paul, he just comes, yeah. he's color commentary today, yes. isn't he? Yes. Trim the tree. Mm-hmm. Hang some decorations down there. You know how it's it goes. Got to take a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to be all cleaned up for yeah. the Yule log. Yeah, if you that's, right. Right. that's right. Barbecue or mildew, <laughs> my friend. Santa Claus is coming uh, to town. Yeah. Hey, hello. Hey, yeah. now. So, so, 
Larry Dickman, has he got a buzz on out there? Was today the big Matt Park lunch? Yeah, we had we had lunch with Matt Park and Joe. We learned a lot about Joe. He had a couple beers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and did, was he spreading his wings a little bit? Yeah, he admitted. He's a lightweight, isn't he? He admitted to us that he wanted to be a mortician growing up. When he was a kid, he wanted to be a mortician. That was his goal. That was his dream in life. Yeah, yeah, like everybody else wants to be a baseball player or a doctor. He wanted to be a mortician. Do you smell, are you smelling necrophilia here? Or what are you thinking? <laughs> would, would you be surprised, honestly, Baldwin? <laughs> well, it's the first thing that came to my mind. So. <laughs> if there's a headline that said uh, local radio producer Larry Dickman found uh, in cemetery digging up bodies, you'd go, yeah, that, make, that sounds about right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Nothing weird that would be in the news about him would shock. No, me. not a thing. There's not okay, a thing. Okay, okay, okay. So take me through it there, because you're at the at the at the meal, and and he he has a couple of beers, and he just starts opening up. Um, oh, hey, by the way, uh, I want to be a mortician. I mean, yeah. And then he started. He knows a lot. Like we were talking about, someone had passed away, and he went into this whole the steps of decomposition oh. while we were eating, and he was. was oh, he's just, one of those Dexter guys. Yeah, he's just bizarre. Yeah, he's out there, dude. Like he knew all those steps and. You know, how many hours till this happens and this happens, and it was weird. And you're trying to eat a meal while he's describing <laughs> yeah, this? Yes. And so he has a couple of beers in, and, 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 and you were making some some outlandish uh, assumptions and accusations. Toward uh, Larry Digman? About Larry. Well, I'm not going to blow up a spot here on the air as far as oh, that goes. Oh, we're not? Go, Damn no, it. No, but, he, but he is hammered. I mean, he, right now he's hammered. He's hammered? We should get him in here. He's right? buzzed. He's only had three drinks, though. Mm, no. I don't, I don't think he's a big drinker. How many did you see him have? Two. I what, paid where, for him. Where did the third one come from? One of our coworkers snuck him a shot off their death. They have booze in their death. Well, that's radio. What do you expect? That's how we do. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's baby. lingering. He's lingering. He's in coming the in. Oh, Wait, he's ready to talk. All right. He's ready to talk. All right. The great Look, Larry you Dickman. know he's the drinking if he walked in voluntarily. And he's smiling. He's smiling. He went out to a lunch. I am in a great mood, and oh. I know this is going to ruin it right now. No. So let's go. No. We'll, we'll Why is going to ruin it? Because he thinks we're going to. Yeah, you're going to poop on you. Yep. As always. Yeah. He's afraid of <laughs> that. A human doormat on the show. Wow. Why do you think that? You're a star of the show. Have you listened? I, I listen to the show. Have you listened? I am the show. Yeah. I listen to it's it. It's his show. He's... <laughs> look, look at him. He's so... He's great. He's jovial. Now, if he you jovial. came, You know what? I think even Ed Levine would want you on the show if you came with this would. great attitude. Of course he would. He came with... I don't like him knowing who <laughs> Yeah. We just got to get him a little, a little buzz before yeah, the show. Yeah, we got to give him a mic camera. <laughs> so for like a... 190, is that what you weigh? Three beers? Uh, somewhere thereabouts. Three drinks going to do it? Uh, four. Oh. Yeah. Four. <laughs> yeah. Four. There's another one in the last yeah, So was, yeah. was the lunch everything you expected it to be with the great Matt Park? Yes, it was. And it you was? liked it. It was good. It was, it was nice. It's it's uh, it's always a little odd when you go out socially with, with coworkers that you never really socialize with because mm-hmm. you, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. But, I, Paul, you... You thought it was fun, didn't you? Yeah, we just taught you weirded it up, and we just laughed yeah. at your yeah. weird stories. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I've been here for seven months. I'm used to that by now. And I gotta tell you, I gotta give props to Larry Dickman, if I may. Ahead, Larry please. Dickman produced my morning show this morning at mm-hmm. six a.m., mm-hmm. and he is working straight through until about ten o'clock tonight. With the threat of serious ramifications for driving your car in the snow, by the way. Yeah, he doesn't I mean he's afraid to travel in the snow, but he did this, <laughs> and Paulie could not get up for this morning. This yeah. morning for work, so yeah. Got here at about 11 o'clock. Yeah, got here about 11 a.m. Mm. Wow. Mm. Larry Dickman, well, he was, he's well, Larry put in Dick 15 hours today. I was there this morning. You Thank you. 
Mm. What were you doing at 6 a.m., Paul? Wow. Sleeping. Oh, <laughs> <my> <laughs> nice. Pretty stupid. Must be nice. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm the boss. Yeah. You act like, like you wouldn't have been sleeping if you had an option of being there. Text line asking, did Larry get laid? Oh. No. No. At the oh, festival? Wow. The last hour. So, so, so the uh, the, mort- the mortician. You wanted to be a mortician. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. And what 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 deterred you from this fine craft? Uh, the realization that I don't like dead people. What? I, I, How did I, you get even to mortician without liking dead people? Like even I, the thought of it. I really I, I couldn't tell you the origin of it, but. I, I got into radio when I was 20, and that was the end of that. Uh, now you're dead. I, no, now, you're now, now, now I'm dead on the inside. Now just your career's dead. That's all. <laughs> oh, that's, that's all. Career never lived. <laughs> do, you, do you pine to still go into the mortuary it, sciences? It's in the back of my head to have some kind of uh, plan B, because let's face it, I'm not doing this for 60 more years. <laughs> so. You're not doing anything for 60 more years. <laughs> yeah. the, rate, the rate I'm going. Yeah, yeah the rate you're going. I, I, I've thought about having some kind of... You know, fallback career. Like what? I, I don't know. What about forensics then? Something a little more exciting. I'm not very good with science or school. Oh. Are you good at anything? Yeah. No, I'm not very good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not very good at more. He's good at day drinking. <laughs> You're obviously a good day drinker. What if you were a wine sampler? Oh. Right now? You, well, there are <laughs> bottles of wine all around the building. So what's going to happen He's tonight? He's so happy. He's so, this is, I, that's why we're taking advantage of it. This is great. Here on ESPN yeah. Radio Syracuse. We are. What, You're what gonna, happens? You would have an easier time finding Bigfoot than me in a good mood. This We found it. Yeah. So what's going to happen? Because you still got, I don't know what, six hours of work it's left? It's not going to end well. It's, it's not going to be pretty, is it? No, it's not going to be. The, I, I'm gonna when get, your buzz runs out, what's going to yeah, happen? Take a nap. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I will probably take a nap before going home. Because I don't know what the weather will be like. I'm, uh, Before going so, home. No, he's saying take a nap, but between now and... Oh, no, I, I have more work to do. Oh, my God. I have more work to do. What I have, do you I have, have to I have do? The, you... I have to do stuff for the, one of the music stations. Don't you worry Oh, about yeah, it. he does another show. Yeah. He's really outshining you today, Paulie. I'll give you that. He's doing a lot of work. He is really. Work. You know what? Yeah. And, and the great one is right now sitting in his Florida <laughs> mansion. You know what's going to happen is he's working more than eight hours today, and the oh. great one's going to yell at me because he's getting over yeah. Yeah. I'm a hard worker. We'll take it on Paulie's check. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be an issue. Yeah. It'll be an issue. Wow. So what happens when... How long till this buzz wears off? It's It's wearing off. Oh, it's starting to wear off. Now, do you keep it going because it's a good no. thing? Is there a convenience store around? I mean, there might yeah. be a couple. There's of... a little bodega right up the street. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll probably make some coffee. Or, there or might drink be a couple, some uh, couple of beers in the K-Rock studio. So, what, so what, what stops you from going into uh, uh, the brown couch room yeah. and just taking a little nap? Do it. I just still, did. There are people in the building still. So no. who's in the building? Everybody, three people this whole oh, that's, Yeah, that's true. I guess everyone is in this room right now. Yeah, yeah. Sleep right. it off, Larry. And everybody in this room has napped on that <laughs> yes. couch. Oh, like within yeah. this I week. Went out. Yeah. I went out on that couch. Like within the last few days. I was days. feeling awful the other day. I yeah. went right out. Then someone <sighs> called me up to say, someone's on the phone for you or whatever. I'm looking up going, what? Oh. Who would call me at the station? That is amazing. Well, Larry, it's so great it's to have gr- you. I am genuinely happy to see most of you. <laughs> <laughs> You're wow. genuine. Daniel and John. Is it helpful that we are we're point, we're throwing uh, jabs at Polly that makes I you happy? I am so overjoyed right now. Yeah, it's it's a Christmas miracle. Ooh, the wow. fact that I missed a festive show is the <laughs> least of my cares in life. Come on, you're not going to sleep tonight. I'll be fine. Yeah, you know, be you right. know you're not going to sleep. Snuggle tonight. right up with his dog. Five hours. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's uh, let's go to break and we'll come back with more with. 
Oh yeah, happy, I got it. Happy Merry Christmas. What do you got? I gotta give the trivia question. Oh, here comes hey, the trivia question. Don't do it question. before the break. I'm not giving the question now, but here's what I need. I need callers. Larry's laughing his ass off. What okay. happened? Did something happen? <laughs> You're terrible at radio. You gotta <laughs> say jokes like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm the air. Yeah, yeah. If he's so bad at radio, why are you turning towards <laughs> yeah, the door on the radio like show? <laughs> Larry, how dare you? I'm sorry. I love you. Phones are open for ESPN 44. That is 437. 7644. What we're doing we is we're giving ESPN, you ESPN, Siri. Yeah, I got the Larry, Larry. You're listening I, to Larry. We're doing something. All right. We're doing we're trivia. We're trying to do a contest <laughs> here, Larry. All right. Hurry up. I'm shutting his mic up. Sorry. Leave it on. Leave it on. Meanwhile, we need him. All right. So here is uh, what we need. You're going to call that number. We're going to put you on hold. We're going to come back. I'm going to ask this trivia question. And if you get it right, you will get to go down to the court during the Eastern Michigan game, try to shoot a three pointer. And win a thousand dollars. I'm excited about that. Thousand dollars on the line here. That's not bad. That's good money. So uh, get to your phones right now. Four four ESPN forty four four three seven seven six forty four. Larry, get the hell out of here. It's it's an SU basketball trivia question. It's an SU basketball trivia question. Yeah, Daniel got it right as soon as I asked him. So it can't be that. He got it. All right, we'll come back. This is a, I don't know what I'm saying. It can't I, I, be that hard. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's like his famous revelation. I still will wear this uh, for the rest of my career with him. When he goes. Well, he only does a one-hour show. It's not a real show. <laughs> and I'm looking right at him doing a one-hour show with him going, Josh, did you just say that to me? He's putting my hey, feet right It's a one-hour show. It's not a real show. I love it. All right, go get the phones, Larry. Now do your job. We will come back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. I'm ready. I think it's a point. Now I got the point. Yeah. Hey! I am putting Alka-Seltzer Daytime Plus in my Powerade right now. And we're wondering if it's going to blow my head off like in the movie Scanners. And Paulie, I turn around and go, Scanners. Paulie gets it the last thing. He goes, Scanners. He puts his hands up by his head. It was beautiful. I don't we got some trivia people yet? We do. We got some people on the phones. Three callers okay. vying for a chance at $1,000 if they make a three-point shot against the uh, at the Eastern Michigan game. Caller number one, Dave in Syracuse. Dave, you're on with the Daniel Baldwin Show. How are you? Doing great. How are you? All right, brother. If you can answer this question, you're going on the court. Do we have tickets for him to the game, Polly? He's got tickets to the game. Yeah. And he will uh, be allowed on the court. Here is your question, Dave. Syracuse has never won an ACC tournament game. Who was the last team Syracuse beat in a conference tournament? Um, That would be Georgetown. Hey! I don't know if that was Google happening or what, but he seemed like his brain worked. Well, congrats, Dave. You're the first caller, and you're the winner. I'm going to keep you on the line, and uh, drunk Larry Dickman will help you to get your information, hopefully. All right, brother? Awesome. Sounds great. See you, dude. Congratulations. Nice job, Dave. Dave, Dave, how how are you at the three-point line? Yeah, Dave, can you shoot? Uh, We'll have to see. Dave, you're freshen up, baby. It's a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks sounds great, huh? So I'm going to get in some practice time. Yeah, All right, dude, good, the YMCA. Good. All right. Coming up uh, here around uh, 3.35 or so, we will talk to the great Frank Caliendo, who's performing next Friday at Del Lago Resort Casino. We will talk to Frank uh, about a whole bunch of stuff, obviously, coming up here in just about 15 minutes. And Daniel, how's your Alka-Seltzer? My Alka-Seltzer Plus in my... Um Powerade Zero. Mm. <laughs> That's really interesting. No, there you go. All right. Today, um, I went <clears throat> in the morning out to, what was the name of the brewery? Woodland Farm Brewery in Marcy, New York. Woodland Farm Brewery in Marcy, New York. Now, this was a hall. It was, this was in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And it That's was snowing. It. That's how we do it. And so I get out there, 
And I had like one of those uh, would be the equivalent of a Vietnam flashback. And I call the story my Rachel story, okay, which I've never told you before. I'd love to hear it. So that guy that walked up and started kind of, you know, he was salivating and look looking sideways and yeah, saying he, to you, yeah. he's a big fan of the big show, big fan, uh, big supporter. Yeah. So I'm doing homicide life on the streets in Baltimore, and I get we start getting fan mail coming to the production office in Baltimore. So it was, you know, you know, and you look at your uh, uh, your mailbox, you know, it was like a cubby, and and you know, mine, mine, and a couple of the actors was stuffed with mail, and the other actors would have to see that. So it was kind of this, you know, nice one, competition, one, one upsman thing, you know, because your 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 box was stuffed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get the first letter ever, and I'm re- and I'm and I'm new to the game as far as you know, any celebrity or being famous or any of that nonsense or having a fan for something. So to me, it's quite endearing, you know. So I'm returning each by hand the letters. I like it. Writing them, writing them it's out. Thank nice, you so much yeah. for watching. Putting in a picture. So this Rachel girl writes me this, you know, this, uh, and I'm such a huge fan. I love Bo Felton, the character, and blah blah. And I said, you know, thank you so much for watching. Da, da, da. Then it, you know, Rachel sends a, a letter the next week, and Rachel sends a letter the third week, and Rachel sends a letter. Then she sends two letters. And each one is, you know, and a more and more description of her family and her husband. And it's it's a little lonely because he's on the road and yeah. he's away a lot. Yeah. And, he's, and I'm starting to get the, you know, the snail mail. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm getting, Sliding into your snail mail DMs. <laughs> right. Wow. So now now it gets to, uh, I get the first um, picture of her. Mm. And she actually is a very, very, very attractive woman. She has three kids, but she's kept herself in great shape. And, you know, and, and, and so... You know, I look at today and I and finally I stopped writing her back. You know, I wrote her back like two out of the six times or whatever, mm. and then I didn't. I was like, okay, this is getting weird. Yeah. So <clears throat> this proceeds now, and then I get my first in in the in the the tight t shirt with no bra on, and you know, sexually suggestive picture. High beams are on. Now, yeah, sure, uh, for sure. She's she's cutting through all kinds of fog. That a girl nice. She's I like cutting it. through the fog. I like it. So. Now about three more come, and then they go from, I mean, the, the accelerator on this Porsche was pushed when yeah. that first picture, and I, I guess I should have said, this is re- entirely inappropriate or something, or wrote something back, but instead I just stopped responding, thinking yeah. that would be enough. Now I get the full-on porn shots, yeah. you know, with with vegetation involved. Sure, and, yeah. you know, Are they Polaroids, or are they... Like printouts. No, though, these are, she had to take them somewhere and have them developed. Oh, wow, like the yeah. Ritz camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, had go, she, yeah she had to go... Yeah, photomat. Photomat. So that or she worked at a photo man yeah. because I mean these were these were full blown yeah, por- right. porn shots. Yeah, you can't go pick those up from a sixteen year old at the so photo man. I, I finished season two on the show and I returned to L.A. from Baltimore, and uh, the show goes into hiatus. I'm there for four months and I'm getting ready to go back. The show's picked up again and in at my home I get a letter from her. Oh, so she's got my home address. Now, since that had started, I had filed a complaint, you know, with the local police department saying, you know, these are the... Because I don't, also don't want to get caught up in anything that's going to get me in trouble. Sure, you know, sure, sure. For her to say I baited it or did whatever. So so there's, there is an, an outstanding report. Well, now that it comes to my house, my agent tells me and my lawyer, you need to contact the FBI. This is now interstate and da 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 So I, I have to go down to the federal building in L.A. And, and, and you know, I'm sitting there with a the guy showing him the pictures. And he's pretty much looking at me going, what are you complaining about? Yeah, what's the problem? Right, <laughs> sure. smoking hot. Yeah, right. So I'm like, I know, but, you know, I really don't think it's a good idea. My kids are at my house and, you know, she's got my address. And yeah. So they do a like a... 
kind of a courtesy thing. I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's because I'm an actor or what it is, but they contact someone to go see her, like in their jurisdiction. Yeah. This car rolls up and, yeah, please don't contact him anymore. So now I get at my home in Baltimore, I'm back, and I get the full-blown, like, 10 pictures, like, all over the Whole place. photo shoot. Yeah, nice. big-time photo shoot. So now I contact the the FBI agent there because it turns out they're they're marked now from like South Carolina, so it's interstate again. She's no longer in Maryland, so now I have to file a complaint with the federal government. And they go down there and they 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 press charges on her. They're going to lock her up if she writes me again. So now cut to five years later. <coughs> excuse me, and I'm at the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach, the celebrity car race, yeah. and. I obviously know what this girl looks like. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I can tell you every square inch of her body. Sure. So I hear, Daniel, Daniel. And I look up and there she is. And she's been warned now. And, and there's a, a, a federal order, like a, a restraining order against so her. She can't come within you, like 5,000 yards of me. She can't be in the same building as me. Blah, blah. So I slowly walk up to the thing and I get pretty close to her. And I looked at her and I said, you know, you're not allowed to be here. And you know, I could have you arrested right now. So she, I love you. You don't realize, Daniel, please. I love you, Daniel, please. And I walk away and there's a fence between us. So now imagine this. So I'm shooting a movie in Tucson, Arizona. Mm -hmm. So I fly from LA to Phoenix to connect because I couldn't get on a direct flight. I have dinner with Barkley. So I meet Charles Barkley there. I have dinner. I get on a later flight, go to Tucson. I get a car, picks me up, takes me to the hotel. Now I've been staying at the hotel for weeks. I walk in my room, and I walk in the room, and I see a pair of high heel pump shoes on the floor right at the front door. And I look down at the shoes, and I went, whose shoes are those? Those aren't mine. Those aren't mine. <laughs> not today. Yeah, not, not that small. Yeah, not, yeah, right. <laughs> so, so I start walking, and then I see the pantyhose and the dress and the underwear and the bra, and they're trailing all the way. And I open the bedroom door, and there's the Rachel girl in my bed in Tucson, Arizona, fully naked, lying on top of the cover from a different state where I saw her earlier in the day, and I've already stopped in Phoenix, and she goes, hi, honey, hi, baby. And I looked at her, and I immediately all I could think of was John Lennon, that someone's going to come right. up behind me and shoot me. Right. So I'm looking around me, and I picked up the phone. I said, send security up here right now. There's an intruder in my room. And so the, the, lady, the lady on the other end says, Mr. Paul, and you know, I said, send security. And they came flying up there. I was at the Ventana Canyon Resort. Yeah. So... She's going, what are you doing? What's the matter with you? Daniel, Jesus, they're going to, and then the police came and she refused to put her clothes on. She refused to leave. <clears throat> they dragged her in a sheet down the hallway while she screamed, I love you, I love you, I love you, kicking and stomping her feet. And that, when I saw that kid today, all the way back to- <laughs> That was my oh, Rachel. That was, that was, <laughs> That's my Rachel. That was your Rachel. He's going to be laying in my bed when I get home. He's going to be laying in bed with you. There's going to be mudslide underwear oh. ready for you. How long do you think she was laying in that bed for? You know, but but think about it. So the poor kid at the front desk, uh, I went to him later and I was like, how did she get in my room? She had ID made her. She had um, a, a driver's license in South Carolina that said Baldwin on it, everything. Oh, that she said she was my wife. And she said, look, I know when my husband's getting back. She knew my flight information. She knew all this stuff. And she convinced the kid was scared to death. Do you know what my husband's going to say if I'm not in that room? And you, yeah. let me? and he said, you know, well, can I put you in another room while you're waiting, Mrs. Baldwin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, fine, I'm going to call my husband then and ruin my surprise. But you are the one. And the kid buckled and he let her in the room. Wow. Yeah, but can you imagine? She knew my flight information. How Did she go to jail? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she broke the federal thing. I mean, she she went away. How long ago was that? 
That was when I was famous in the 90s. Oh. <laughs> Where we all? I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Where we all? Uh, so you, she's never contacted you again, obviously. She's never right? contacted me again. No, she's never contacted Holy me again. Holy cow. But uh, I mean, that, that chilling moment when I looked. That's terrifying. And, and, so, and so you were on the air today. And I watched that kid come up to you and give you the whole story, and you changed my life. And I, you know, and you, and and you know, you want your viewers and your listeners, you know, to be influenced by sure, you if yeah. you can, yeah. and, and for it to make a difference and enrich them if possible, and sometimes just laugh, whatever. Yeah. But when you watch a person hang that much responsibility on it, you realize that maybe not everything's all clicking so great for them. Oh wow! You know? And so, and it reminded me because obviously this girl was going through a really rough time, but suddenly I was such a yeah. a huge. You were in her home. You were on her TV. I was, man. Wow. That's a crazy story. That's my Rachel story. The Rachel story. Well, all right. Well, yeah. we will come back. Paulie's got to get over to the dome and uh, get ready for tonight's game. Uh, Paulie can't wait to get out of here. He cannot uh, wait to get I'm out. I'm already here. gone. He's already <laughs> gone. He's already checked out. I mean, he's got Rachel waiting in the car. Yeah, I got. I got to tell you something. Do you think Tate Bonovich is going to give us a hard time? Yes, I really do. They've got I, good. I, they got a good guards. They got. Yeah, it, it's going to be a tough game. Oh, uh, it can't be a tough. If, if we have this conversation now, that these are these tough games, we don't knock these these. Lilliputians over. I don't think I don't think St. Bonaventure is a, is a cupcake. I think it's a big no, deal team. Yeah. I didn't realize you put the Alka Seltzer in your mouth right away. It just fizzles your whole mouth. You put an Alka Seltzer in your mouth. What? Yeah, oh wow, Daniel. There's a, it's like science class. Ah! There's a lot of stuff happening. Uh, can I uh, drop the bomb that you and I are going to be doing the show alone next week? Wow. Wednesday, Thursday, Josh, Friday. Josh going on, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We should bring Robin in. Sure, bring yeah. whoever you want. It's your show. Yeah, I've learned my lesson about television. <laughs> <laughs> get Salzone all turned up. Bring him in here. Let's get Salzone. Let's have a drinking thing going with Salzone. How about Robin and Salzone drinking one? one like, like Indiana, oh. like Raiders of the Lost Ark. We just they go shot at, for shot. Set him at a table and let him go. Which Robin can't do but one shot. No, well, he neither can Joe. Way. Yeah. What if we drug Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Don't think that's legal. We'll talk about it off the air. Yeah, come on. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about it off the air. Yeah, we'll we'll get it I'll roofie. Don't worry, we're going to hook you up out there. We're going to roofie Joe. I'll roofie Joe out there. <laughs> All right. We will come right back, talk to the great Frank Caliendo. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show, presented by Liverpool Pool and Spa on ESPN Did Radio. You miss Syracuse. in the booth with Matt Park. Dino Babers. The uh, early signing period is something that's going to help Syracuse University. It gives us an opportunity to lock up some guys that some other schools will be trying to steal later on in the recruiting process. Some kids are good juniors, but they don't have great tape. As a junior, they're just okay. And then those guys are really turn it on those guys have a tendency to come to more schools like us in the booth two to three weekdays espn radio 97.7 100.1 1200 a.m and 1440 a.m follow us on twitter espn syracuse espn radio 97.7 100.1 1200 a.m and 1440 a.m this is the daniel baldwin show Hey now, and welcome back to the show. Frank, you there? Yeah. Hey man, what's happening? How are you, brother? I'm ready to rock. <laughs> ready to rock, I love it. I like I'm it. really hip in 1985, guys. Nice. You're, you're big time in your own mind, I didn't know that. Hey, you're coming yeah, out here, right? Not. Aren't you coming out here uh, doing uh, Del Lago? Yeah, at the end of the month I will be out there... Uh... I don't know what else to say at the end of that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Friday, December 29th, 8 p.m. I'll finish it for you. Frankie, did we wake you? Uh, no, I just, I left, I didn't, well, you, you did the thing where you came on the air and I didn't realize we we're on the air yet, mm. and I'm just trying to make sure I don't swear or something. Oh, so, we appreciate that. Was, yeah, I'm a potty mouth. Um, 
<laughs> no, I uh, I just wasn't sure. I, I just it just kind of caught me off guard. You just started talking casually, and I wasn't quite prepared for it. So yeah, Delago on the date that you mentioned, if you mentioned it, because I wasn't paying enough attention. It's fine. And, uh, yeah. How about some? How about, <laughs> this is going so poorly on my end. No, you guys are doing I, a great I, job. You're doing it. No, you're doing a great Frank, job. Frank, our producer is drunk, so don't even worry about it. Yeah, we got we. Yeah, our producer went out for a lunch today. And got hammered with one of the talent. Yeah, he's the one so laughing. So he's in, in here laughing. Yeah. Like, so we got a drunk producer yeah. in the room. It's great. Well, yeah, because it was, it was that who talked to me on the phone, too? Because that was, because I don't think he believed I was me. Like, I think he wanted, like, a, a an impression resume or something. Right. Yes. Yeah, like he, goes, he did. Is this, he goes, this Frank Caliendo? And, like, yeah. Like, that wasn't good enough. He's like, <laughs> He didn't do this, but I was waiting for the guy. I could just feel it. Like, can you do? Can you do some Charles Barkley or something? I guess so, Knucklehead. That was for a good call. You understand what's going on? We're gonna talk to the boys. It's gonna be incredible, and it's not gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> he said, "I think I just woke him up." Yeah. No, I, I was actually wrapping presents with my daughter. So, uh, how old's your daughter? Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was it. It wasn't uh, I. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, I just very, I'm pretty laid back in real life. So when people talk to me, it's like, when I go to a, I, I don't go to a lot of parties, but when, if I'm at a party and you do impressions, they always expect you to be the life of the party. And I'm kind of still the awkward high school kid leaning against the wall who, who's not dancing at a dance. That's kind of how I am all the time. So I think people just expect me to be different. I, I used to sign a lot of stuff after, um, after shows, I would sign, you know, autographs and, and things, the CDs and stuff. And people would be like, I expected you to be a lot more lively. I'm like, yeah. sorry for letting you down with my real self. Uh, Do you think that the, so, um, um, and I started as, unbeknownst to a lot of people, I started my career as a stand-up comedian. And um, do you think that a big part of, of your getting involved, it helped you escape from who you really are? You know, I don't know. Probably early on. Um, I think I watched a lot of TV when I was a kid. Uh, and and I, the funny thing for me is watching television now, they still have a lot of the same premises in, in standard sitcoms. So uh, I, I think that's what it was. I just I loved watching people like Rich Little on The Love Boat or on, on uh, The Muppet Show and, and those types of people. And then as I got a little bit older, watching Saturday Night Live, watching... Dana Carvey, who I think was the best at ever creating a character, like, a, you know, the, the what, what he did with G.W. Bush and uh, Ross Perot and those type of characters based on the impression. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was just they always have a little part of me in it, which is the more I learn about acting, that's how acting works as well, although it's a little bit of a different muscle. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's... I think there's a little bit of an escape, but there's a little piece of me in them as well. So it's funny because, you know, John Madden is the, <laughs> well, you can't think of the word. And then George W. Bush is, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, figure out the next word. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's funny how the impressions a lot of the times are kind of the same because it's just the piece of me that's in it. Right. Right. Well, that's very, very true. I, I think um, one of the, one of the, clues I try to give when I speak about acting to younger talent or when I speak at, at a university or whatever and I say well try to do as little acting as you as you possibly can that's probably the best thing I can tell you because if you the more, right, which is something which is something I and I don't mean to cut you off but I'm just that type of person um, feel free what, what 
<laughs> what 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 I didn't understand is that's really what the act is, is being. I didn't understand that at all until I started working with a guy who really understood acting. And I was like, oh, you're not actually acting. You're just being. And then it starts to, you know, I was always trying to present and, and put on a show. And it's like, no, you're not. You're trying to give people a slice of life as though they're looking in on something that's actually happening. And it, that doing the impressions is the opposite of that. A lot of the time it's, taking it and really making it a caricature for people and acting on purpose as opposed to just reacting as a person. Mm-hmm. On the phone, Frank Caliendo appearing next Friday over at Del Lago Resort Casino. Tickets on sale at DelLago.com. I heard you uh, in an in a interview once before say that you try not to make your impressions mean. You just do the impression, but you don't want to be an attack on a person. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it's just cause that's because who I am. I think coming from there, I, I, I found that I like to find the silly thing in people, um, the thing that makes me laugh or makes me enjoy the person. So it's never, even with the political people, it never becomes about politics for me, no matter what my feeling is on the person. Sometimes that's hard, but I find my audience is split all over the place anyways. But uh, yeah, it's it's more about finding, like with Obama, President Obama, it was the cadence with him. He talked uh, slow at the beginning and would uh, speed up at the end. It was those two parts, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I told you the thing with the George Bush and Trump, obviously, he'll, he'll finish things up with the uh, – he's got that way of saying he'll, get, he'll go off uh, totally off on a tangent, but he'll try and get people by, on board by saying these words, and everybody knows it. So he'll say something crazy like, there's a colony of people on Mars – and 100 percent of those people voted for me, and everybody knows you. And then you'll be walking, you'll be walking down the street, and you'll hear people. Do you vote that colony of people on Mars? Yeah, 100 percent of them voted for Donald Trump. How do you know? Everybody knows it, and I'm not the only one saying this. Who else is saying it? Other people. What other people? Other people who couldn't be here, but they're a tremendous group of people. They really are. <laughs> Frank, our uh, drunk producer, would like to ask you a question. He just raised his hand. So if uh, if I may, go ahead. I, I'm not that drunk. I, drank, I I ate some bread during the break. All right, Larry. I wonder, uh, Frank, you, you do so many different impersonations. When you meet the real person in real life, is it ever awkward, or do they ever comment on the impersonation? No, I usually do the impression for the person. When I met Gruden years ago, it was a thing in the at Super Bowl in New Orleans. He's like, so you're the guy that does me, huh? I'm like, yeah. He's like, where are you from? I'm like, Sandusky, Ohio, which is here where he's from. He's like, really? I'm like, no. He's like, good, because you were blowing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) The thing with people is, uh, and I think most of the time, the the, the people that you do an impression of, it's not just me. It's when somebody does it on Saturday Night Live or anything that gets national notice, especially. They're worried it's going to hurt their business, especially the sports people, because they're a lot of times – in uh, you know the the pitch business of trying to, to sell stuff, uh, being spokespeople. So, um, but once they realize, uh, like Barkley is like Frank, you've got to keep doing me. I'm like, why is that? So every time you do it, I make more money. So, <laughs> when I met Madden years ago, it was at the Super Bowl in Dallas. And Jimmy Johnson stand next to him, like, Jimmy, can you believe I'm this close to John Mayer? like, what? Yeah, met him. Taps Madden on the shoulder. He's like, what is it, Jimmy? Oh. And the look on his face when he saw me was like when Shaggy and Scooby would see the bad guy pop out of the room. Like, like, like hey, Scooby, like, let's get out of here. It's going to be rad. Um, so I made his grandkids laugh. And, and, and it was like a light bulb went on over Madden. said, like, I get it now. This guy makes small children laugh. He's a saint. Kind of like Drew Brees is only second in my mind to Brett Favre. 
<laughs> I love it, Frank. I love it. Frankie, I'm going to come out and watch the show, man. I can't wait to see you. You're such a great oh. talent. And and uh, it was what a great pleasure to have you on my show. Thank you so much for calling us, brother, and happy holidays. Happy holidays, Frank. I, pre- I, I, I appreciate it, and I totally agree with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you, bro. Frank Caliendo. He'll be at uh, Del Lago Resort Casino a week from today. Tickets available at DelLago.com. We will come back. That's a great Jason Klug, by the way, you know. It's a great Jason at Del, Klug. At Del Lago the Casino Hotel. Top shelf, Jason Klug. The great, the great Jason Klug. I got I got in so much heat from the girls that work out at Delago because I went out there to shoot a thing with mm-hmm. the great Jason Klug. Mm-hmm. So I want to see how many times I can say the great Jason Klug over at Delago Casino Hotel. <laughs> the great Jason Klug. Oh, I like it. I like it. We will <laughs> text come back. me right now. The great Jason. The Klug. great Jason Klug. We will be yeah. back and get ready to wrap things up for a Friday afternoon. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. Home of the Syracuse Crunch. Mitchell Stevens across. Here's a shot. Score! Kevin Lynch ties the game. Atkinson left side. Shoots. He scores! Picked off by another. Peck attention. For Lynch who shoots. He scores! Kevin Lynch with 103 to go in the third period. Gives the Crunch its first lead. It's 3-2. to two. ESPN 97.7, 100.1, 1200 and 14.40 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Uh, hey now. Yeah. We are back. Frank Caliendo, he's an interesting read. Thank you, Frank. We appreciate the time, man. Thank you, Frankie. You wanted to get deep with him. I understand that. I did. I wanted to go deep with him. I, 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 gave, I lobbed the opportunity over there for him to talk to me about something for me in my career, that becoming a, a stand-up comedian and, and to become uh, an actor and mm-hmm. portray other human beings for a living, um, I found it quite compelling that somebody who turned out to have an addiction problem, meaning myself, for many, many years... Uh, because I was so uncomfortable with who who I was and what I my perception of what I was, so it was dangerous for me. I mean, I remember, I remember my shrink, the great Dr. Gerald Drzanski, telling me, uh, you know, Daniel, maybe acting is not a great thing for you to do for a living when you're so uncomfortable being yourself and so uncomfortable within wow. your own skin. Maybe you should think about a different career. Of course, that would that would have meant that I would have actually had to work for a living. Yeah, so, nobody wants that. So I didn't want that. No, no. Well, you know how I. You know I don't want I mean, to come on now. That's why I do this. I love it. There's a great story that's going around right now about Tim Duncan of the San Antonio Spurs fame. Okay, you remember Tim? Yeah, I do Center? know that name. Yep. Okay. So, Tim Duncan was a free agent in 2000, and Duncan was asked by Orlando Mag- by the Orlando Magic coach Doc Rivers if he would be willing to be traded and come mm-hmm. to Orlando. And evidently it was a really, really close to a done deal. Mm-hmm. And Duncan asked, well, every once in a while, my kids and my wife like to come to a road game. Is it okay if they come on the plane? And River said, absolutely not. They can't come on the plane. And that ended this deal. But according to a couple of players that were playing with Duncan, he was ready to sign the deal and leave San Antonio. All they had so to do was let him on All the he had to say was, yeah, every once in a while they can jump on a plane or whatever, but sure, I guess Doc, Doc blew it. Wow. Well, that's the thing that's happening with uh, Tom Brady's guy right now. They won't let him on the plane. Maybe there's a distraction about that, like if the coach see, doesn't want him see, on the plane. And knowing egos, I'm glad you brought that up, because knowing egos and knowing the way that works and knowing this guy has been given some credit to keeping Tom Brady on the field at 40 years old mm-hmm. in tip-top condition. I wonder if there isn't some deeper play here. I really do. I wonder yeah. if there isn't something more going on or some rift that's happened. Um, or or are they setting the 
the landscape now mm-hmm. for Brady to be gone after this year. Not I to, think Brady's. Uh, I think Brady's gone. You do. I know you I made that Brady's statement. Gone. Yeah. Not, I do. Not to jump all over the place because I know we only got a couple minutes left, but I think this is a great topic for you just to comment on quickly. Your guy Daryl Strawberry was on Doctor Oz, I guess, talking about addiction. You had just talked about addiction a little yes. bit. Yes. Said that you know obviously the drugs he was addicted to, but he admitted he was also addicted to sex. And he was having sex in between innings. Nothing wrong with that. In the clubhouse. Let's hear it from Nothing wrong with that. Wow. Listen. Wow. You know, you, you, if you want to swing the big bat, you got to carry the big lumber in the clubhouse, <laughs> don't you think? Explains why Robin is here. And you keep Hello. Leaving hey, now. Robin. Legs. Robin. Larry, how you feeling? You good before we wrap here? I, I uh, still feel pretty good. Oh, are you going to keep that buzz going? <laughs> uh, I believe so. Happy Syracuse, New Year. St. Bonaventure tonight. <laughs> Over on TK99, and I encourage you to listen to that game because uh, Larry's board hopping it, and anything could happen. Can I call in and talk to Larry during the game? Go ahead. Listen to it. I mean, what are you going to do? We'll put you on the air. (laughs) We'll do that instead of the game. We'll air the Benny Hill theme. He can pat down Matt Park's call and just pot you (laughs) up. You'll call the game instead of Matt Park. That's right. We'll do our own play. I got to go call a game with Matt Park. You should. That'd be awesome. That'd be so awesome. Oh, wouldn't that be? Just give the color to it. You don't got to like do the play-by-play stuff. Just give the... Yeah, yeah. I can give like, the street color. Yeah. He sucked, man. That guy sucks. <laughs> he sucks. That guy's too tall. I don't like him. I don't like his face. He's, He's too tall. Too tall. Guy sucks. That guy sucks. He's too tall. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. That's it for us, guys. Have a very Merry Christmas. We'll be back uh, next week. Merry Daniel Christmas. Daniel and uh, Polly do the show together here. Thank you, Liverpool Pool and Spa. And thank all of you for listening. We will hand it over to ESPN Radio coming up next. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show.